Genesis chapter 42, verse 1. Now Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, and Jacob said unto his sons, Why do ye look one upon another? 2. And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get ye down thither, and buy for us from thence, that we may live and not die. So Jacob, who is Israel, says to his sons, There's food in Egypt. Why are you standing there looking at each other? Get over there and get us some food. He talks to his sons as if they're worthless, as if he doesn't respect them. His sons are pretty big sinners. When they're supposed to be watching the sheep, they're carousing. And we saw an example of that with Judah. When he was supposed to be watching the sheep, he left his friend to watch the sheep while he went and looked for a prostitute to sleep with. And this was Judah's normal thing. This is what the brothers did when Joseph came to them in the field when he got sold. They had plenty of time to all be standing together discussing how they're going to kill him. And then they had plenty of time to put him in the pit, plenty of time to sell him to the Ishmaelites. And they're all in a group. Reuben went out by himself for a while and then came back. That tells you that they weren't all with each with their own drove of sheep like they should have been. The fact that they're all together shows that they're goofing off and they're covering for each other because they send one man out to go check on the sheep while the rest of them goof off. And this was their common thing. And that's so wrong. And that's what Judah did when he was with his friend. Jacob doesn't respect his sons because they're not respectable. He doesn't trust their judgment either. And I wouldn't either if I had sons that don't know how to do their job. 3. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn from Egypt. 4. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, lest peradventure harm befall him. And you know, peradventure means what if. So Jacob was saying, I'm not going to send Joseph's little brother out because he's also precious to me because he came from Rachel. 5. And the sons of Israel came to buy among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. All this time, God has told the Israelites that they're going to inherit the land of Canaan. And remember, Canaan was the son of Ham. Ham was cursed by Noah. And the curse was that Ham's son Canaan would be a slave to the other brothers. Now Shem is the son that Abraham came from, which means that the Canaanites would be slaves to the Israelites because the Canaanites are from Ham's line, and the Israelites are from Shem's line. And that explains why God gave the land of Canaan to the Israelites. It goes all the way back to Noah's curse of Ham. 6. And Joseph was the governor over the land. So the Bible is calling him a governor, but it's second in command to Pharaoh. He it was that sold to all the people of the land, and Joseph's brethren came and bowed down to him with their faces to the earth. Now doesn't that sound familiar? That is exactly what happened in Joseph's two dreams, where in the first one, chiefs bowed to him, and in the second one, the stars bowed to him. 7. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spoke roughly with them. So he's pretending he doesn't know them. Making yourself strange means pretending that you're a stranger. The reason they don't recognize Joseph is because he's completely shaven. He's wearing eye makeup, possibly with a wig on. Plus he's dressed in gold. So first of all, he doesn't look anything like what they would expect their brother to be looking like. They know that their brother was sold as a slave, so they're not expecting their brother to have gold on. Secondly, they don't recognize their brother without hair. He probably had a beard when they sold him off. They couldn't recognize him by his eyes that used to have eyebrows and no makeup. 
So he spoke roughly with them, and he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan, to buy food. 8. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. 9. And Joseph remembered the dreams, which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies, to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. So now he's falsely accusing them, but he's only pretending to falsely accuse them. He's trying to incite emotion. He knows that they're not spies, and he isn't going to punish them for being spies. 10. And they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. 11. We are all one man's sons. We are upright men. Thy servants are no spies. 12. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. 13. And they said, We thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. So they're kind of lying, but not exactly. They're saying that one is dead, but in a way he is dead to them because they don't think they'll ever see him again. And it's interesting how Joseph says, you want to see the land naked. And naked means exposed. You want to see what all we have so that you can plunder us. 14. And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spoke unto you, saying, Ye are spies. 15. Hereby ye shall be proved, as Pharaoh liveth. To be proved is to be tested. Ye shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Joseph is saying, you don't get to leave Egypt unless Benjamin, your youngest brother, comes to Egypt. 16. Send one of you, and let him fetch your brother, and ye shall be bound, that your words may be proved, whether there be truth in you, or else as Pharaoh liveth, surely ye are spies. Joseph wants to see his brother, but he doesn't want to tell his other brothers who he is yet. He wants Benjamin to know him first, before the other brothers do. So he comes up with this plan. I'm going to hold you guys captive, and only let one of you go get Benjamin. 17. And he put them all together into ward three days. So he puts them into prison for three days. But he treats them really well in there. Three days is a time of completion. 18. And Joseph said unto them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. 19. If ye be upright men, let one of your brethren be bound in your prison house. But go ye, carry corn for the famine of your houses. So this is what Joseph says, because I fear God, I'm going to be nice to you and I'm going to let most of you go home so that you can bring food to your family. But I want to keep one of you as surety that I will get to see the youngest brother and that you'll bring him back. 20. And bring your youngest brother unto me so that your words be verified and ye shall not die. And they did so. 21. And they said one to another, We are very guilty concerning our brother in that we saw the distress of his soul when he besought us and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And what they're saying is, we remember when Joseph asked us for help and we ignored him and now we're getting trouble. So they believe that they're getting judgment from the Lord, which is kind of true. And it also shows you another insight. It shows you that when they put Joseph in the pit and when they sold him to the slaves, he pleaded with them for help. He pleaded with them to have mercy on him and they didn't listen. That's very sad. 22. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spoke I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear. Therefore also, behold, his blood is required. So now Reuben is saying, God is going to require Joseph's blood from our hands, because you guys wouldn't listen to me when I told you not to kill him and not to harm him. Because remember, Reuben was the brother who wanted to go back and pull Joseph out of the pit later when the other brothers weren't looking. 23. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for the interpreter was between them. So Joseph is pretending that he doesn't know their language, and he's letting the interpreter interpret, but he can hear everything they're saying. 24. And he turned himself 
about from them and wept and he returned to them and spoke to them and took Simeon from among them and bound him before their eyes. He doesn't take Reuben knowing that Reuben tried to save his life. He takes a different son, Simeon, which is the second born. But it did say that Joseph had to go privately and cry for a while. 25. Then Joseph commanded to fill their vessels with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. And thus was it done unto them. So not only did Joseph give them the corn, but he also gave them their money back without telling them. And he gave them snacks for the road. He gave them food for them and probably fodder for their camels. 26. And they laded their asses with their corn and departed thence. 27. And as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the lodging place, so now they've come to an inn at night. He espied the money, meaning he saw the money, and behold, it was in the mouth of his sack. 28. And he said unto his brethren, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they turned trembling one to another, saying, What is this that God has done unto us? They think God has judged them because of what they did to Joseph, and now they think that God is the one who put the money back, which is true. 29 And they came unto Jacob their father unto the land of Canaan, and told him all that had befallen them, saying, 30 The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly unto us, and took us for spies of the country. 31 And we said unto him, We are upright men, we are no spies. 32 We are twelve brethren, sons of our father, one is not, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. 33 And the man, the lord of the land, said unto us, Hereby shall I know that ye are upright men. Leave one of your brethren with me, and take corn for the famine of your houses, and go your way. So now they're explaining why Simeon never returned. 34. And bring your youngest brother unto me, then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are upright men. So will I deliver you your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. Traffic means to buy and sell. So Joseph said, when you bring back Benjamin, then I'll give you Simeon, and I'll allow you to buy and sell again. 35. And it came to pass as they emptied their sacks that, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. When they started on the way home, only one brother found money. But now that they're unloading everything in their home, all the brothers are finding the money that they had given Joseph. And now they're all terrified because they believe that Joseph is going to think that they stole the money back. 36. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. Upon me are all these things come. So Jacob is blaming his sons, which in a strange way they actually are to blame. This all began when they mistreated Joseph. Now Jacob is saying, You lost Joseph, you lost Simeon, and now you're about to lose Benjamin. 37. And Reuben spoke unto his father, saying, Thou shalt slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him back to thee. So Reuben is saying, Let me take Benjamin to Egypt, and if I don't bring Benjamin back home, you can kill my two sons to make up for it. So all along, Reuben has never wanted harm to come to anybody. He never wanted harm to come to Joseph or anybody else. I think that's awesome. But he still gets cursed in the end because he slept with his father's concubine. We just got to know that no matter how many good things we do, it doesn't cover up our sin. There's still a penalty for sin, and that's why we always have to repent. We have to repent of everything.
38, and he said, My son shall not go down with you. This is Jacob talking to Reuben, for his brother is dead, and he only is left. If harm befall him by the way in which ye go, then will ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. So Jacob is saying to Reuben, I'm not going to let Benjamin leave this house no matter what. You won't be able to take Benjamin back to Egypt, or else I will die in mourning. And that's the end of Genesis chapter 42.